Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message comes from the Gospel of John, as you've heard throughout this service. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, a few days ago, we celebrated Jesus being welcomed into Jerusalem as the newest king of the Jews, riding on a donkey, similar to King David's son Solomon when he was anointed king. They placed palm branches and cloaks on the road. They shouted, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna to the son of David. They thought he was going to save them. After all, that is what Hosanna means. Save us. Yesterday, on Monday, Thursday, in our final scene in the Garden of Gethsemane, as Jesus is being arrested, we see that all of his disciples flee, and he is left all alone. And thus begins his journey to the cross in order to fulfill the scriptures, a journey that he alone can take in order for Jesus to bring completion to the reason he was born. A few months ago, we celebrated the visit of the Magi, the wise men, as they made their way to Jerusalem. And they asked King Herod, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. They continued to follow that star to Bethlehem until it rested where Jesus was. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And as these wise men leave the house after worshiping the Christ child, you can imagine Mary and Jesus looking at all of these things that they've been given, these treasures. Maybe not fully knowing what they mean, but still treasuring them. It reminds me of the visit of the shepherds. When they come and visit and worship the newborn king, and Mary treasured up all of these things, pondering them in her heart. And as the shepherds leave, you can imagine Mary just staring at Jesus, the Son of God, the look of a loving mother towards her perfect son. Today brings quite a different picture. We still have Mary and Jesus. Except this time, she's looking at him as he hangs there on the cross. We can't exactly picture it because we weren't there, but I imagine Mary was pretty upset, seeing her son bleeding, dying. I can't imagine the look on her face, but I know the look that was on Jesus' face. It was the look that his mother had towards him as he was wrapped in those swaddling cloths so many years before. It was the look of a loving son toward his mother. And as her son, even while he was on the cross, he made sure that she would be taken care of 
as he gives her into John's care. It was for love that Jesus went to the cross. Not just for his mother, but for all people. For me and for you. Because it was the greatest gift that God could ever give the world. His son, to be our savior, to die because he loves us. Today on Good Friday, I'd like to go back to previous gifts, the gifts the Magi brought. First, we have the gift of gold, fit for a king, except there is no golden crown today. Instead, that has been replaced with the crown of thorns. Because today, Jesus will not be sitting on an earthly throne drinking fine wine from a golden chalice, dressed in the finest of linens of, as all the people worship his majesty. No, today, Jesus will be treated like the court jester, treated as a fool. Because not only is the crown of thorns placed upon his head, a purple robe is put on him, and he is mocked, and he is spit on, and he is beaten, and it continues all the way to Golgotha, the place of the skull, Calvary. Jesus will be nailed to the cross with a sign above his head that says, King of the Jews. And he will be mocked again as the people say, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. And today, Jesus replaces the, the golden chalice of finest wines for the cup of God's wrath, the cup of punishment, the cup of condemnation. The mocking that he is going through, the physical torture that he endures is, ex is certainly excruciating, but it is nothing compared to what he experiences on the cross as he drinks this cup. The cup that is really intended for all of us. The cup that we all deserve for our sins. Because you see, we belong on the cross. Because the cross is a place for criminals. Just like the two that are on either side of Jesus. Jesus is not guilty of anything. He is the perfect, sinless Son of God. We are not perfect. We are poor, miserable sinners. We are the Judases, the Peters the ones who betray and lie and steal and cheat and murder and hate and gossip and indulge in sexual immorality and seek out our own selfish desires. And we ultimately care more about financial gifts, real presence, than we do about the gift of God's Son, because we put ourselves first above everyone and everything else, including God. You could take a book like this, 
and see all of your sins listed in it. And as you read through it, well, you can either admit that you have committed all of these sins in here. Or you can put the blame on someone else. Not take responsibility. Which has been happening from the beginning when Adam and Eve blame others for their sin. Either way, we still deserve death. Because we have been born into sin. And we commit actual sins. And the punishment that we deserve is death. And we deserve hell. We deserve eternal death. We deserve forever being separated from God. We deserve God's wrath. And that is the cup that Jesus drinks. The death that we should actually be receiving is poured out upon Jesus. Jesus takes all of the blame. He takes all of the responsibility. And he will take that cup and he will drink it down to its final drop. He will bear our burdens and our shame, our sins and our failures, our punishment, our death. He will endure hell as the cup is emptied out because he is the only one who can save us. And this brings us to the second gift of the Magi. Frankincense, fit for a priest, used during worship in the temple, symbolizing your prayers and praise rising to God as it's burned. Back in these days, God had established the practice of sacrifices as a way for his people to receive forgiveness. It was all part of God's plan. You'd come to the temple, you'd bring an animal to be sacrificed by the priests, The animal atoned for your sins. Your sins were placed on that animal, and then that animal paid the penalty for your sin, death, by giving its life in place of yours. Today, Jesus makes the priestly sacrifice of his body on the cross for us to atone for our sins. He was the perfect lamb without spot, wrinkle, blemish, whose blood was shed on our behalf. Our sins were placed upon him. He gave his life in place of ours. He died the death that we deserve. He paid the penalty for all of our sins to bring us forgiveness, to rescue us from death and damnation, to rescue us from hell. He is the last and final sacrifice for sins. And he is the one who deserves our prayer and praise and worship like we see with the shepherds, like we see with the wise men. And it's because of Jesus' death, which brings us to the last gift of the Magi. Myrrh, used in burial, symbolizing death. And as you heard in the Gospel of John, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus bury Jesus with myrrh. 
as the last drop of God's wrath is poured out on Jesus, as he has endured the most excruciating way to die, a death that he didn't deserve, but a death that only he could die, Jesus proclaims, it is finished. And he bows his head and gives up his spirit. He dies. The reason why he was born was just completed. It was all part of God's plan. It is finished. Today on this Good Friday, I don't know what you're at, where you're at. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what burdens you have. I don't know what sins you're struggling with. I only know my own. So there's a song I want you to listen to. It's a song that's really resonated with me recently. It's a song that's sung from the perspective, the viewpoint of God. It's a song I think resonates with Good Friday. It's called, I Will Carry You. Wait. 
Why do we need Jesus today on Good Friday? Because we deserve the pain, the torture, the suffering, the nails, the death. That is when justice is served. And while God is a God of justice, he is also a God of mercy, not giving us what we deserve. And he is a God of grace, giving us what we don't deserve. And that is Jesus taking our place. And he is a God of love by sending Jesus to do it all for us. And that's because this is the only way that we can receive forgiveness. It is the only way that we can receive eternal life. It was the only way for us to have peace with God. Isaiah 53 says it best, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We need him to carry our burdens, our shame, our sin, our condemnation, our punishment, our hell. We need him to die in our place, to be the last and final sacrifice for my sins, for your sins, for the sins of the whole world. We know it doesn't end here because it's Jesus' death and his subsequent resurrection that gives us life, eternal life. But today, on Good Friday, we're at the foot of the cross. Today, we see our Savior die. His death, which makes all things good. Because Hosanna, he does save us. Because he takes all of our sin. And he says, it is finished. Amen.